Malambang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Hello everybody, that was awesome worship and wonderful exhortations by Pastor JJ. I'm so excited to see, well see virtually everybody and I want to hit the ground running with you guys because we are entering and entering, are entering the end of our Salt and Light series. Okay, we've been talking about how God's people can become God's servants. That's His heart, that we serve Him and we serve the world. And we paused a little bit for a wonderful time of of seeing and acknowledging Jesus Christ during Easter. That was an awesome, powerful Easter that we had acknowledged Him as being sent by God to be the suffering servant and the, that sovereign Savior of the world. An awesome, awesome time. And now we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping up our series, but not the study of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. We're wrapping up the series with chapter 65. But before we get there, can I tell you this? Let me just share my heart about Isaiah. I am loving it. I am loving the book of Isaiah, and I challenge <laughs> or encourage, highly encourage, highly encourage everyone to be reading this book as we go through it throughout the year. It's a wonderful book. I know you're listening to the preaching. I know we're, it's, a, it's a wonderful time of worship as well to God. But even as we read this book, let me get it. As we read this book, it's, it's just like, what's the difference? It's like, it's like we're watching a Marvel movie. You know, we see everything that's going on, but we've read the comic books. You know, we see Captain America, Winter Soldier doing all these things, and we know that the U.S. agent is here, that Nomad's coming up, and there's a Bucky and a Super Patriot. Ah, Carlo in the comics, right? But more than that, we get an insight into the writers. But just today, I realized it wasn't Stan Lee who created Captain America. It was Joe Simon, a man named Joe Simon. And him and uh, Mark Wade, Mark Grunewald, Ed Brubaker, all these names who wrote these stories. And reading the book of Isaiah is like that. We get an insight into the nature, the, the, the motivations, the heart of what was going on during Isaiah's time. But more than that, we get to see a glimpse of the heart of God, the divine writer and author of all our fates, of all our lives. We get to see a picture, a clearer picture of what was going on during that time. You know, the people, let me give you a picture of what was going on during the time of Isaiah. The people were losing everything. You know, there were all these nations waiting to invade them and they didn't know who can, they can trust. We didn't know whether, whether this, was, this nation was going to be an ally or it was going to conquer us in the end. They lost jobs. They lost businesses. Families were torn apart. Children taken away from their parents, losing loved ones, conflicts and traumas bubbling out of everybody's hearts. You know, and, and, and we, didn't, we couldn't trust our neighbors for fear of what might happen, who would be the next one to take away whatever little we have. It could be taken away. So people start getting angry. At, at the leadership, you know, you got to start, start doing this. You, you, I got to protect what little is mine. You know, I, I got to pause right here and, and, and remind myself, I'm, I'm not talking about us. <laughs> I'm talking about the people then. But have you seen the similarities? They know what we're going through. Isaiah was talking to a people that know how we feel. That's why this book is particularly the book of Isaiah, would be a wonderful, beautiful book to be studying throughout the year. And as we go through it, it's reminding us that the people then and today, us, we are asking the same question. 
what is God doing? Right? What is God doing? Well, I invite you to, to read the word with me as we go to Isaiah chapter 65. And if some of you feel compelled, if you're new here and you, maybe you accidentally clicked the link somewhere or somebody invited you and you feel like, you know what, I feel like somebody's tugging at my heart and I got to listen to this. And you feel compelled to give reverence to this word that you know is from the divine author and he's gifted us with an insight to him. I invite you to stand up with me as we read Isaiah chapter 65, starting from verse 17. Why don't we pray first? Lord, we thank you that you are the king of heaven and earth. You are the creator of all the universe, our sovereign and in control of every little detail of our lives. And yet you who know all, sees all, and are doing all, thank you for the gift of insight as we read your word. Holy Spirit, open our hearts to your word as we read it now. We pray in Jesus' name. Go ahead and read it with me right now. Read it out loud. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in the sound, shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. We'll end there for a while. Lord, just bless the preaching of your word. Holy Spirit, you take control. Take your place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, wow. I'll, I'll pick up my book. I just love reading the pages. I'll pick it up later again at the end. But what is God doing? Well, number one, God is creating a world where we're together with him. Let's go through what we just read. Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered. Wow. The struggles and the suffering, that time where we felt, you know, we're wondering where God is, no, the, that, that's gone. We will be with him together intimately, closely, forever. And when I look at the verse that says, you know, former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. I'm not going to think about those things. Yes, it's talking about all the struggles and the suffering and all, all the despair and hopelessness gone. But in a sense, it's also talking about how God will not remember all the past sins of the people. There will be no more walls. I'm reminded of when you know, sometimes me and my wife, when we fight, I think Pastor A calls it, you know, Passionate discussion there. <laughs> when we have a quarrel or a fight and we somehow we get to bed and we're, we haven't resolved anything, that happens too, you know. I realize there's no wider gap or there's no colder distance than when a husband and wife fight and they sleep together in bed. Not Pastor JJ, you have that feeling too. <laughs> like, ah, amen. Like, oh man, this is so hard. You're sleeping there. You're not even facing each other, right? And then somebody has to initiate, right? Manunuyo, uh, soothing. Once somebody has to initiate soothing the other person. And 
even though you can influence that, that decision, somebody ultimately has to decide, okay, doesn't matter who was hurt, I'll take it on. I'll take on the pain, I'll take on the, the, the grievance and the burden, and never mind that, I will initiate reconciliation. And that's a beautiful picture of what we see here, that God is initiating a reconciliation. Look at, look at the verses. But be glad and rejoice forever. I'll do that in that which I create. For behold, I created Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. Wow! We're going to enjoy, they're going to love being together. And if you realize that what he's saying, I will create, I will take gladness, I will rejoice, it's God always initiating with us. He's the one who's always saying, okay, I'll take on the pain. I'll never mind the past sins, the brokenness, your fear, your worry. I'll take it on, and I'll initiate reconciliation. He doesn't want walls between us anymore. Isaiah was telling them in the past book, when you read this wonderful book, Isaiah again and again would say that God towers above all. Sometimes we, you, we look to our idols, you know, we need comfort, we need inspiration, we need motivation, we need, we need help. We look to other nations, we look at the things that are made. But, but Isaiah is saying, no, he praise the maker, look to the maker. He triumphs and he towers above all these made things. Now, I'm not saying don't take, you know, some of you are thinking, so don't take the vaccine. No, 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 take the vaccine. You, some of you have taken it, we've taken it. Some of us, rather, have taken it, I haven't taken it yet. But I realize the vaccine and all these protocols, they won't save us. They won't save our souls. They can't bring life to our spirits. They can't break the walls between us and our perfect God. God can. And that's what he is doing. He is doing it. He is initiating. And he sent his son to take on the grievance, to take on the pain. To destroy all those things that have captured our hearts. You know that, and I know that. I'm admitting that. Things have captured my heart. I've been looking to things to comfort me. And it doesn't take the lockdown to be gone for me to, be, to stop being afraid. You know, when, the, when, when all things are done, it's not these things that will deliver us from our fear. It's, it's God who will. Maybe we won't be isolated from one another yet, but now I, I realize you know, it didn't take me to be isolated from people to really feel isolated. I've been feeling isolated even before the lockdown. Some of you get what I'm saying, right? I've, I haven't been the most accessible. Yeah, Pastor Chico, I can hear you laughing already. I haven't been the most accessible online, and I haven't been a face or influence there. And God has been reminding you, me, has, been, has shown that to me, that you've, you've been afraid of people, of being out there. You've been afraid of being vulnerable in that aspect. And it didn't take the lockdown to do that. And when the lockdown is over, that, that fear might still be there. But God is destroying the walls and abolishing these fears, washing it all away and being with us. Wow. I will rejoice in, my, in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. Remember, this is referring to revelations. If you look to the end of the Bible, it's saying that God will come down, the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem. They will be my people and I'll be their God and I'll wipe away their tears. Wow, Lord, 
No weeping. I will do that, the Lord is saying. No more cry of distress. Woo! God is holy and is above all. And he's breaking all the walls between us. He's creating a home for us where we don't have to be afraid. Where we, don't, we, can be, we can trust him. What kind of home is he building? Well, number two, God is creating a world where we're not just with him, but we're enjoying him. We're enjoying him. It's not just him there towering above over the idols. He does that, and he has sovereignty and power over all, all those nations and all those deities during that time. Yes, and even now. But he's saying, come with me, with me, not just to be with me, but enjoy me. Let's enjoy this time together, our fellowship together. It says there, we'll go further to verse 20. To verse 20 no more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. Whoa! Nowadays, you can see the contrast. Whenever you look at the Bible, you see repetitions, parallelisms, but also contrast. Then, as now, life just seems so short and fragile, right? You never know when someone is going to go. We've lost friends. We've lost families. We've lost elders. We've lost infants. But God's plan is to wipe away this kind of meaningless living and dying. For us to enjoy life, not just live it, but enjoy it. Now, I know some of you, I know some of you have caught this. You've caught it and I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, Pastor. Look, look at the verses. It says some people are going to die. In fact, it says that there are sinners. Still, and they're going to be cursed. Well, okay. And some of you are asking, I thought there was going to be no sin and death in the new heaven. And okay, all right. all right. You got me. You caught it. You caught it. But for some of you who love to study and you really pour into the word, that's great. That's awesome. And be like the Bereans who really love to pour over the word. You know, but, but go to Pastor JJ, our friend Pastor JJ. Talk about that. That's going to be another discussion, okay? Go to Justin. Okay, you guys know who Justin is, right? Justin Bieber? No, no, no. I mean, you know that Justin. Go to Bilibokhi Bieber, right? Check him out. New albums. Awesome. But anyway, you caught that, uh, but that'll be another discussion. For now, what Isaiah is saying, though, that is that he sees the whole journey. Whether you're on one side of the millennium or the other side, Isaiah sees the whole journey towards eternity. And what he's, what, what he's pointing out is this. Remember, the Jews were in exile far away, torn from family, torn from their homes. And God brought them back. We have the benefit of history here. God brought them back. And a guy is, Isaiah is saying, if God did that before, and you can see him bringing us back even today, won't he accomplish it? Finally, he will accomplish Can't we trust him to do that? He will bring us home. He did it. He accomplished it. For us, he's still doing it. He, he sent even Jesus Christ to accomplish everything that we need. To, bring, to go home to him. And finally, he will do it for the rest of the world. Those who come to him, who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. This whole journey towards eternity with God is what Isaiah is talking about. And oh, what a beautiful picture. Going forward to verse 21, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long 
enjoy. Why don't you say that right now or type it in the comment section. Shalom, enjoy the work of their hands. Nowadays, we seem to be fighting for a life. What do we want? We want a life without effort, right? What's, what's your picture of a life that's finally free, a life that is full? Go ahead. Why don't you chat it right now? And among picture, you picture yourself, you know, lying down in a hotel by the poolside, every food, parang isang ganun mo lang, pak! You know, and it comes in, the way somebody will bring it to you, and there's food, and everybody's enjoying themselves. Is that the life that you want? Well, look, there's a picture that, that Isaiah is writing. It's not just some abstract dream. But it's saying here that yeah, there will be work, but that work will turn into worship. You know, there will be, there will be uh, effort, but it will be blessed. We'll be able to enjoy the fruit of that. God himself will be giving rewards and will, he himself will provide rest. No more fear of somebody stealing what we work and hard for. You feel that or sometimes you work and you work and you work and somebody else benefits from the toil. Well, that's just how it is in the world. Everybody needs, you know, we have needs. Everybody has needs. But God will provide all the needs. He's not washing them away and saying, oh, no, you won't need anything. No, no, no. He'll provide the needs. We're looking for, for, for confidence. We're looking for assurances. We go to people nowadays. And, but God is saying, I'll, no, I'll do it during those days. That's why when we become salt and light, when we go out there and we provide for a need like some of you are doing, like the five loaves people are doing, and you mga bigas in the community, they're providing the needs. And when we talk about God, it's, it's, it's a, what we do is a reflection of what God is doing. We go to people and don't just don't say, we share an abstract ideology of, you know, God is with you. Yes, it's true. But we have a picture that this is what he's doing. It's Look at the tense. He is doing it now. He's not going to do it someday. He says, I create now. I am creating. I, I am making this happen. These, these are not abstract concepts. These are visceral pictures. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and the descendants with them. Wow, the picture just keeps getting better and better. Not only is God doing this, He's really reaching out and fulfilling, providing and answering our needs. But that presence, that protection, that provision outlasts us and goes all the way to our children and our children's children. You know, I'm, like I said, I want to be honest with you. Not like I'm not honest before, but I'm being vulnerable. Sometimes I fear for our children. I'm personally sometimes constant, well, not always, but I'm sometimes afraid for my son. If something happens to him, if he gets hurt, can we bring them to the hospital? Will there be space? Can we expose them to, to the virus? You know, well, God is creating a world where we're assured his work will be over our children as well, not just for us. We, a few years ago, when my wife had a, me and my wife, we had a miscarriage. And it was a few years to get over that, to, to heal, not just in our bodies, but in our souls. And I realized there's still a little bit of fear of having more children. What kind of future are we bringing them into? Well, God is doing something which through our lives and outlasts our lives. His promise is not just for us, but for our children and for our children's children. And what we do now 
can continue that legacy. I, no, I want to apologize for this shameless plug, but we're doing right now a me and my dad camp. And I invite all the dads to, to join in on this, that God is doing a legacy with our children, and it is a great privilege to be part of that. Grab it to... to to introduce, to raise my son, my daughter in the knowledge of this is what God is doing in your life and he'll continue to do it. There's this favorite song that I love from Elevation Worship, The Blessing. You know that benediction we have after every service, right? That uh, may the Lord be with you, may the Lord bless you and keep you. They sing this song and in the end it says, may, may the Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you and your family and your children. I get goosebumps when they start singing, and your children, and your children, and your children, and their children, and their children, and their children. I'm talking to you guys right now, your families, moms and dads, your children, and your children, and their children will be blessed by the Lord. That's what God is doing, and that's what He's going to accomplish. In the end, God is creating a world where we will be just completely complete, completely complete in Him. Nothing lacking. There'll be so much peace. Before they, they call, I answer. This is verse 24. Look at this. Before they call, I will answer. While they're yet speaking, I will hear. Pastor J.J. talked about this sovereign king, this creator of all the universe, being our father. You know, it's like how my son would say, Daddy, dad palang, da! And I would rush to him. But our God is not like that. His name is honorless. Abba, Father, Daddy, Dad. He's there. He'll respond. He's not just listening. He'll respond. And look at this beautiful, wonderful picture how chapter 65 ends. That is an echo. Once again, this wonderful book, Isaiah, in chapter 11. The picture of the wolf and the lamb shall graze together. Let me get my Bible. I want to read that. It points us back to chapter 11 of Isaiah. My bookmark that my, that my son made for me. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. There'll be no, no need to fear. Don't look to your, to your seat, man, and say, No, no, sometimes it's just we're ruled by our, our, our tummies, our guts, our stomachs, our appetites. But then there'll be no. There'll be no more need for that. Don't need to fear that. Everybody will be complete in him and fear him. There'll be nothing lacking. And we go further on. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra. The weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. Our children will be safe from any kind of danger. And this is, this is where it, it sinks with Isaiah 65 as well. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. But this is the addition in Isaiah 11. Why? For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Wow. Wow. Every little act that we do as salt and light, as God's hands and feet all over the world covers that area with the knowledge of, the knowledge of God. But wait, there's more. I don't want to miss this one. In verse 10, in that day, the root of Jesse, talking about Jesus, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples. Other translations say banner, waves the banner. Of him shall the nations inquire 
or the other versions say, we will rally the nations to him, and his resting place shall be glorious. Wow. Make no mistake, God is victorious and sovereign over all the forces of sin and sickness, death and darkness in this world. He triumphs and towers above them all. And he's sharing that victory with his people. The question is, where do we fit in in this journey towards that eternal victory, that final victory? I want to end with this picture, and I want to honor somebody who just passed away recently. You know that, that classic father and son duo, talking about dads and their sons? Uh, Richard Hoyt. I don't know if you're familiar with that name. Richard Hoyt was the father who had a son who had cerebral palsy. His son, Ricky, Rick Hoyt. And he wanted to, and they're the father and son who would enter marathons together. The father just pushing the, the customized wheelchair of his son. And for several years, decades, they'd been doing this. And they were hailed as an amazing father and son duo in the Boston Marathon. They were practically legends. Well, he died in March 17, and just recently this year, and I was reading over an article where he was being interviewed and he was asked whether he ever had a race that was, wasn't with his son, was without his son. And he said, only one. But there was a time where I was invited. Don't you want to run this race by yourself? And this is what he said that was so amazing to me. He would always say, not without Rick. Not without Rick. Today, maybe you're here, and you're hearing what God is, you're, God is doing. You're witnessing it, and you're, something in your heart is saying, this is what's going to happen, and this is what I'm going to accomplish. But the Lord is also saying to you right now, not without you. I want my son to be with me. I want my daughter by my side. God is showing himself sovereign. God is triumphing and is triumphant over all the forces of darkness in this world. He is the banner. And he gave us the cross as a sign of his victory. Jesus did it. God will rally the nations. Europe, Australia, China, Asia, U.S., all the Western world, the Eastern world. He'll rally the nations and cover the world with knowledge of him as waters cover the sea. God is creating a new home. He's creating this beautiful, wonderful creation where we are enjoying him now and forever. And he wants us with him every step of the way. In our homes, in our workplaces, in the communities where you're reaching out, wherever you're being salt and light, he wants us with him. And now there is no reason not to be with him because of everything that Jesus Christ paid. That There is no more gap, no more cold distance. <laughs> if the husband and wife can reconcile the church and Jesus and be together as bride and bridegroom, God is rallying the nations to him. He's creating a new heaven and a new earth. 
He is doing that. Will you, you and I, will we join him? And as we close our eyes right now, I know God has been speaking to you ever since we started. And if someone in your heart is saying to you, you've heard me and you've heard me speak to you and invite me all this time, is there any more reason why you can't say yes? Is there any more reason why you can't take my hand, the Lord is saying right now, and join me in what I'm doing? And if you are finally saying yes today, as your eyes are closed, just say this. Lord, thank you for this invitation. Thank you for your heart for me, that you love me so much to send Jesus Christ to accomplish everything, die on the cross, forgive my sins, and rise again. Everything that I need to be with you. You are my Lord and my Savior. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. If you've prayed that prayer, everything we've just talked about has started for you with me. That new home, that new place where we are with Him, we're enjoying Him, and we're complete in Him. But maybe some of you have fallen off the wagon, so to speak. You've been the salt and light to the world. You've been the hands and feet of Jesus. And you've gotten tired. Oh, Lord, I want to go back into my cave. This, this lockdown has sort of beaten me and wearied me. I, I have enough on my own plate, Lord. I'm, kind of, I'm identifying. I know how you feel. But if you want to hold God's hand again and remember that he wants to do this with us. I'm doing this, my son and my daughter. Your eyes are closed. Hear God. I'm doing this with you. I want to do this with you. And I'm with you every step of the way. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. You sang the song. You're not letting go. Well, I will not let go. And Holy Spirit, I pray for my brothers and sisters, your, your beloved. Pour in a fresh spirit. Lord, make a new wineskin, Lord, right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. That all the fatigue and the weariness and the hopelessness and despair and all the news that have been reaching us and, and have captivated our hearts, Lord, would you wash away that, that fear already? Wash away that weariness. And pour in your spirit. Overflow your spirit. And even as we open our eyes in the next moment, we see you and what you're doing. And you are once again, as your word says, with us every day of our lives. Though we give you all honor. We give you all praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Wow, wow. If you feel like clapping, you know, you can do that. If you feel like praising God, say, wow, what's happening? Woo-hoo! You can go ahead and do that because, wow, it's not just us. It's, he deserves all the praise. He deserves all the glory. And if you feel like, if you prayed that prayer of starting today and being with God, inviting Him to be with you, well, what's the next step? Don't take the next step alone. Connect with somebody. When you go to victoryalabang.church slash connect, He's built this church. He's building this new creation with people with you to join you. 
If you need things, if you need prayers, I can't do this on my own and I, need, I have so much baggage. Well, we'll pray for you as well in that same area, that same location, Victory Church slash pray. And for some of us who something has been birthing in our hearts, what's going on? I think God is birthing these ideas in my heart right now and you want to talk about it right there with your family or talk about it with somebody in your connect rooms. Well, there are these discussion questions. Let's talk about them. What is God doing? How, what do I feel that I, there's something I can't accomplish? I can't do it without Him. Let's discuss this amongst ourselves. Discuss it with us as you connect with us. And if you've learned something, just tag Victory Alabang. Share it all over the world because God wants to cover the world with His knowledge. Knowledge of Him. Wow. Whew! What a day. What a day, huh? As I encourage all of you to just well, as you continue every day, and be, please be safe. But I feel like there can't be anything safer than God blessing you with this blessing right now. Can I bless you? Let the Lord bless you then. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you steadfast in His unassailable arms who never let go. May the Lord shine His face upon you, radiant, renewing you, ever gracious unto you. And may you lack nothing and have his peace. May his favor be upon you and blessing upon your family and your children and your children and their children and their children and their children. And, their children. and may all the honor and all the glory go unto you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We all pray. Amen and amen. God bless each and every one of you. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalabang.church.